Welcome to Beauty Marks Podcast, a space where we embrace marks acquired through our journey. My name is Elizabeth Savion, and thank you for joining me on another episode of this podcast. So I've been doing a relationship series, and on this week's episode, I have Kendra Allen, which is Breakup Bestie on Instagram, and she actually helps women get through breakups. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about healthy ways to deal with a breakup, getting through it um, with a support system, things to avoid during a breakup, what things make it harder, and then as well as can exes be friends and just diving into other topics as well. So I'm excited for today's episode. Let's just get right into it. So on today's episode, I am so excited to have a special guest, Kendra Allen. Welcome to Beauty Marks Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yes. So for those that don't know you, can you talk a little bit about what you're passionate about and talk about Breakup Bestie? Yeah. So I own a company called Breakup Bestie that I started about three years ago. And I'm essentially passionate about helping women walk through heartbreak, which is, you know, one of the most common things we go through. It's also Mm -hmm. one of the hardest things we ever go through. And I just get so much joy out of being able to, to guide people through that. And so I I started it just as a, a side like blog and Instagram account about three years ago. And then a little over a year ago, I launched it into a full business. And so I've been able to, to do that as my main job for the last year, which is so crazy to me and, and so wild that that's, you know, where I've ended up and I'm able to do this, you know, for my livelihood, which is so awesome. Yeah. Cause you're so passionate about it, but you're also helping like community of women that go through that all the time. Like, you know, that's so relatable to so many. Um, were you actually going through a breakup when you started it or was it because you were actually out of like healing, you know, to start that? Yeah. So I actually launched the blog the year I got married. So I was definitely not in the middle of a breakup at that point, but I, I started it out of, you know, out of a need for myself. I tell people I started it you know, to help myself like years, years earlier, I had, you know, a pretty long history of really unhealthy relationships. I had a lot of patterns that weren't serving me in terms of the kind of partners that I was going after. And so I had, you know, years of that, that was, you know, never really healed or never looked at. And then I got sober when I was 21 and which, you know, really forced me to take a look at myself because I no longer had these like numbing agents that I used to, you know, utilize. And so my, I went through a really, really hard breakup in sobriety and it was the first one. It was the first really hard breakup I had gone through sober And I made this decision at that point that I was going to actually figure out how to go through this breakup because in the past I would either jump into new relationships or just distract myself or, you know, drink it away or any of those things. And I made this decision that I was going to figure out how to go through a breakup in an actual healthy way, because I got to this point where I was just sick of putting myself through the same things over and over again. So I I made it through that breakup 
And then I started having friends come to me for breakup advice and then friends of friends coming to me for breakup advice. And I ended up looking online at just like what kind of breakup advice there was out there. And I, I really didn't see a lot. I didn't see, I didn't see anything that was dedicated to giving really practical advice and not just practical, but also healthy, which I know healthy has, there's a lot of different ways to say someone's healing in a healthy way. But a lot of what I saw was how to get over your ex in, you know, 28 days and uh, how to get your ex back and all of this gimmicky kind of stuff. So I thought, okay, I'll, you know, this is interesting to me. I I'll start a I'll start an Instagram and see how it goes. And then it just, you know, evolved from there. So it definitely evolved from a need of my own. And I always try to think of myself, you know, that breakup was five and a half years ago, almost six years ago. So I always think about myself six years ago of where I was at and how I can help, how I could have helped her. Wow. I love that because when we go through something, we never know that like, we're going to eventually like talk about it and like be able to help someone else through it. Like, I feel like in that time, I'm sure you weren't thinking like, wow, I would love to help a friend, you know, go through her breakup. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you're just thinking about yourself and how you're processing your emotions. So that's amazing how you're like you being healed. Now you're able to help other people. Um, I wanted to go back to something that you said when it comes to, um, you know, going through it sober, like you didn't have anything to numb you or like kind of go through those emotions. Um, What made you though, like, was there a breaking point where you decided like, I'm done, like trying to do this, like numb the pain. Like, I just really want to like get over this and, you know, start healing or start being, um, healthy about it? Yeah, kind of, but I don't even, I, I don't think I had that level of awareness at that point. I was a blackout drinker that just kept, you know, I was just, you know, I was that like friend that was annoying to go out with because I would always get us in trouble or just, you know, completely lose control of myself and just, you know, embarrassing, Mm -hmm. dangerous, like all of the above kind of a thing. And it was something that I just completely lost control over. So honestly, when I got sober, I just, I wanted to stop that. Mm -hmm. And then once I, once I stopped drinking, I realized how much I was using alcohol to, to hide and to numb. And so that's when that's like really what the journey of, Mm -hmm. you know, they say like someone's sober and then someone's like in recovery. And like, for me being in recovery, it was something where it was like, I need to get to more of the root issue of things Mm -hmm. and look at where I'm using alcohol and where instead I can use healthier coping mechanisms. So, you know, at first it was just like, I want to stop getting in trouble and losing friends and embarrassing myself and all of that. And then it turned into, okay, how can I implement recovery into my life? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, when you also were going through a breakup, it was like the first time that you, like, that was probably like your first instinct to like go back to what you were known. So that's challenging yourself. And that's what I always say. Like, 
I mean, I was in a relationship for seven years and even prior to that, I was in a relationship for three years and, you know, like I'm a very long-term, but unhealthy relationships. And I feel like everyone has always told me when I get out of a relationship, like you need to start dating. Like you just need to go out, like party, like get drunk, like, you know, enjoy your life. You're young. And I am the kind of person that does like maybe because I, I just saw other people go through that and I saw how that wasn't effective because then they would like suffer afterward, meaning like they would numb it and then they would like be bawling like a year later being like, I'm so hurt still. And I'm like, you know, like, so I just saw that from other people that I didn't take that route. However, I feel like the reality is that you do want to suppress the feeling when you're hurt. You know, you don't want to go through, like, it's a very uncomfortable thing, especially if you see the guy doing great and you see that he's like oh and you know like you're like you know what I need to go I need to have a girl's night like I need to go out it's like a competition when it's that one that's just unhealthy um so can you talk a little bit about that when you know how you're all about breakups and the process and that's what we're going to be talking about today um going through a breakup when it's time to let go you know healing from that so can you talk a little bit about that yes I mean, you're so spot on. I tell people like, you're going to deal with the breakup pain now, or you're going to deal with it later. There's just no such, I just don't literally, I don't believe there's any such thing as not feeling the pain or not dealing with the pain. So, but I also, to your point, like, I don't believe that we need to feel all of the pain at once. And that's why in my coaching and in my courses, I talk a lot about maintaining this balance between feeling and distracting because at at the end of the day, like you do still need to go to work. You do Mm -hmm. still need to maintain your commitments and keep that stuff up. So we can't just, you know, intensely feel all the pain all at once. So that's where like the distracting thing comes in. But then we also, you know, need to leave time to actually feel the feelings and and cry and, Mm -hmm. you know, lean on friends. So and, it, and it's, in, you know, talk, going back to like, did I want to go back to drinking after the breakup? It's interesting because I think, I think, you know, there are the, what we would term like unhealthy coping mechanisms. I think there is a space for them. It's just a matter of like really paying attention to if it works for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, after my last breakup, I after, I think it was like a couple months, I got this urge to just like have a one night stand. And I went and sought it out. And like, right when the person left, I just immediately started bawling. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, this doesn't work for me. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of like, what works? Like maybe sometimes shopping works and then sometimes it leaves you feeling emptier and it just makes you feel worse. Mm-hmm. drinking and going out with friends can be awesome until it's not awesome. So mm-hmm. really just paying attention to what kind of coping mechanisms work for you. And a lot of the time it might take some exploring of, of what is going to work and what's not, and something might work one week and not work the next. So it's really important throughout a breakup to be really in touch with how you're feeling and what, what your needs are. And then in terms of jumping back into dating, yeah, I'd say like, I, I never really recommend someone to jump right 
into it. I think that's, I tell people dating should be an addition to your breakup healing. It should never be a substitution. That should never be the only thing you're relying on to feel better. But if it's something where you are, you know, going to therapy or you're journaling and you're talking things out with your friends and you're taking care of yourself and, you know, you're doing all of those things. And then on top of that, you want to try dating so you can, see what's out there and, you know, give yourself a little bit of hope in that sense. That's, that's awesome. But again, it's like totally paying attention to what's working for you. I've seen a lot of people where dating adds more anxiety Mm -hmm. than it needs to. And so I say, okay, we just, we'll take a break right now. We don't, we don't have to do it, but if it's actually really helping and you're seeing, wow, there's people out there other than my ex, then that's great. So it's, you know, not a one size fits all, except for the fact that I definitely don't agree with jumping into something right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you touched on a little bit of everything when it comes to that, because it's true. It, it might work for one person and, and someone else, it might make it worse, you know, or yeah. when you start dating around, then you also kind of see like, if you're ready, like, I feel like you're never really ready to get back out there. And that's what my friends would always say, like, you need to get off the porch. Like you need to like, <laughs> you know, go and yeah. like, just talk to someone, like not even like, you know, anything special, just like make a conversation with someone else, like other than your ex. So it's like those little things. And then you kind of see where you stand at that because if you never do it then you don't know where you're at like am I good like did that trigger me like did I was I thinking about my ex the whole time like you know like it's it's something to to look at no that's a really really good point and I agree I tell people you should never wait till you're completely healed to start dating because some like I truly think that the last part of healing from a past relationship a lot of times takes place in a new relationship where you kind of reassure yourself that, okay, not all people are like this, or I am worthy of love and those kinds of things. And so, but it is a really good way to gauge where you're at. And I also tell people like your first date after a breakup, it's not surprising that you're thinking about your ex. It's not surprising that the person that you're sitting across the table, all you're doing is comparing them to your ex. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't like mean some huge thing of you're supposed to be with your ex. You're not meant to be with anyone else. That's not what it means. It just means that was the last person you were with. You're with them for a long period of time. Now you're with someone new. It's going to feel weird at first. So you're just going to, you know, compare them. So I tell people that too, just so they realize that it's not out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. So now that we're going to get into the, you know, the main thing about breakups. So those, there's a lot of people going through breakups, you know, Valentine's day is coming around. Like a lot of people try to like X this holiday, like it never happened because it's a very, you know, it brings up a lot of things, especially like if you're going through a breakup, you still are dealing with the breakup issues or the feelings. Um, So what, Um, how do you feel like people can get through a breakup? Yeah. I mean, it's, there's so many things I think that, that lead to getting, being able to get over a breakup, but I think there are a few key factors that everyone should do. And, you know, the first one is I tell people like, if, you had to go through a breakup on a deserted island and you could only bring one thing, like it should be a journal. 
having a regular journal practice is so key to going through something tough, like a breakup, because it kind of forces you to get really honest with where you're at and what you're feeling, because it, like we talked about, if you're not feeling your feelings, they're not going, they're not going anywhere. They're not just like magically dissolving. Mm -hmm. They're just sitting within you. So making sure that you're dedicating like five to 10 minutes a day, writing that stuff out. I would also say, you know, having, you know, really leaning on your support system. I don't really feel like we can go through breakups on our own. And I think that was a big obstacle of going through a breakup in 2020 is because we didn't have access to our friends as much. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, having like two to three core people in your circle that know what's going on, that you stay current with, with the breakup, that you're open to hearing their advice, that you feel like you can, you know, go cry to them and, you know, Mm -hmm. say, I'm still not over it. I'm still having a really hard time. Having that support system is, is so important because it is one of like the lowest, you know, parts it's one of the lowest times in our lives, I believe. So having friends like that to be able to hold you up when you can't, when you feel like you can't hold yourself up. And then I kind of already touched on it too, but having that healthy balance between distracting and feeling your feelings. I think if, and even, you know, this year people said, what do I do if I just have to sit at home all day? And I told them like, you know, do a puzzle, like set up things with your friends on, on zoom, like really making sure that you're staying busy, um, up to a certain extent, because if you just sit all day and think all you're going to think about is your ex. And of Mm -hmm. course, that's going to make you feel absolutely miserable. So it's not just, it's not something, I don't believe we can go through a breakup where we just you know, sit and let time take care of it. I think we have to be a really active participant in the healing process. So making sure you're staying busy and I'm hoping this year, there'll be a lot more things people can do to stay busy. Yes. Cause this year it was definitely a stretch. Even with my own advice, I had mm-hmm. to re- <laughs> get creative, <laughs> figure all of it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, staying busy, feeling your feelings, leaning on a support system. I think if those are like the three things that anyone starts with, that's like a really good place to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know how I have two sisters and they're like my ride or dies. Um, but I also have two like really close friends that have helped me through my breakups and they have been there through the times, you know, being, and I heard your episode when it said that, um, when you were talking about friendships and, um, you were just saying that like, sometimes when you're going through a breakup, you feel like a burden because you feel like you either like bring it up a lot or like, you feel like it's the same thing and you feel like they're going to be like, ugh, like, here we go, you know, but most of the time, like people want to be there for you. You just need to like, let them know how they can help you. And I really think that that's true because I've put myself in that position that I feel like, man, no one can relate. Like, you know, cause if you have friends that are maybe married or like, you know, they're at a different season in your life. So you also feel like, can they really relate to what I'm going through right now? Like, I feel like it's like, uh, like, let me just go through it by myself. But it's like, it will always be better if you go through it with other people, you know, even if it's one or two people. Yeah. And I did this on my Instagram stories last week, just saying how 
we really like to think we're a lot more unique than we are, which, you know, I tell people there are so many different situations and circumstances that lead to breakups. But Mm -hmm. if I lined up a thousand people going through a breakup, I could narrow down their feelings to under 10 things. Mm. We're we're all feeling the same things. Yes. Mm -hmm. You got cheated on. Yours was emotionally unavailable. There's all these different things. But at the end of the day, we're experiencing the same feelings. And I think when we, in our minds, think, mine's different. No one knows what I'm going through. You're completely blocking yourself off from the support that could really help. And I'd even say with, you know, if you feel like you're the only single person in your friend group, my guess is that even your married friends, they've been through breakups. And Mm -hmm. if not, they've been through something hard. And if even not that, like they still know how to support a friend. So like they'll still love you. But my guess is they know exactly how you're feeling. So that was a great point of like making sure that you say, okay, maybe they haven't been through the exact same thing I have, but they they, like they love me and they want to be there for me. And two, asking for exactly what you need. I think so many of us just go to our friends and say, I just got dumped. And then- our friends will help us in the way that they'd want to be helped. It might not Mm -hmm. be the way we want to be helped, but we'll say, oh, they weren't supportive. So then you don't go to them anymore. Instead of saying, I just went through a breakup. I'm feeling awful. Could you come over tonight and, and sit with me and watch a movie with me? Or can you FaceTime with me? Can I have a hug? I need this. That's how you get people to help you. And most times people will say, I'm so glad you said something. I had no idea that that's what you needed. So asking Mm -hmm. for what you need. And I, you know, in terms of like the being a burden on people, I I tell everyone, your friends are adults who know how to speak up for themselves. So if you're really burdening your friend, which my guess is you're probably not, but if you really are, they can speak up for themselves. Like they can come to you and say, hey, this is becoming a little overwhelming on me. Can we set up maybe some boundaries on on how to deal with this? But just remembering like, don't assume your friend's feelings because they have a voice and they're adults and they can speak up for themselves if they have to. Yeah, that's so true. I think that we always really do assume what people are thinking about our situation when it's always so much better like we don't give people the benefit of the doubt in that because I was um in my long-term relationship I was on and off with the relationship so it got to the point that I even felt like embarrassed about like coming up to my friends because it's like oh no again (laughs) like they just helped me get through this and now I'm saying I'm going back and now I'm saying that I'm talking to them and then you know and so I started seeing that I would like hide things from them. And something that I um, know that I ended up getting called out by one of my friends. It's like, if you don't tell, like, I'd rather you tell me than me be in the dark about everything and not go, not know that you're like really going through it again. Like, I'd rather you just be honest and open to me through that breakup, because I want to be there for you. Even if I don't agree with you, you know, even if I don't agree with you going back, you know, so I can relate to that. Yes. I tell people that all the time. So many people will say, oh, my friends aren't really there for me, but I haven't really told them what's going on. And I say, how, how would they know how to help you if you don't even tell them that you're hurt? Mm -hmm. And the biggest reason people do that is because they're either 
embarrassed or, and I've, I've been in that situation too, where I remember friends saying like, when are you going to stop doing this? This is really frustrating, but I'm so glad that I kept telling them the truth because I'd so much rather do that. And you know, our friends are allowed to be frustrated with us. That doesn't mean that they don't love us. And honestly, it's good to hear. It's sometimes good to hear the frustration because there's been a couple of times where a friend has said something just at the right moment that it clicked for me. And I'm glad that I was in that position to be able to, to hear them say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So be thankful for those friends that are honest with you. <laughs> That's for sure. Honestly, you don't and, want them to and- be patting you on the back. But just because, yes, you know, because I think we all know how hard it is to confront a friend about something. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, you know, I'm like a hardcore people pleaser. If I mm-hmm. confront a friend about something, it is, it's dire. The fact that I, that I <laughs> yeah. brought it up. So I always remember that too. Like if a friend's confronting me about something, I think, wow, this took a lot of courage for them to do that. Mm-hmm. I should listen. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Um, now going through a breakup, when someone's going through a breakup, you know, we have to be, you know, find healthy ways, go through the feelings and not like know the difference between a distraction and, you know, healing and just normal things that happen when you're grieving a loss of a relationship. But what are things that someone can avoid during a breakup to not do that will make your life so much easier when going through? Yeah. Well, the first one is not contacting your ex. I'm, I mean, if anyone has stepped foot on my Instagram page or been on my podcast, I'm a huge proponent of the no contact rule. It just, yes, people can make it through breakups without the no contact rule, but it's pretty much like a surefire way to make it harder and make it last longer. Because, you know, if you think about it, every time you hear from an ex, you get this like, rush of feelings that come up, all your old feelings come up and it makes it really hard to get over them because every time you hear from them, you get that sliver of hope that maybe you guys will get back together and maybe you shouldn't move on. And, you know, so not, not contacting your ex, uh, not trying to be friends with an ex. Uh, I just, the heart cannot, the heart doesn't have a switch that allows you to say, okay, this person's now a friend. We have no romantic feelings towards them. That's impossible. And mm-hmm. trying to do that at least like one person always gets hurt when there's a friendship involved in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I know people have different opinions, but mm-hmm. that's, that's mine. Uh, you know, not stalking social media. That's a really, really big one because we're in a position in a moment in time where you can see everything about someone by looking at their social media. And that's just not, not great because I find that if you're looking for something, you're going to find something you're going to find like, okay, they liked this girl's photo or they started following this new girl. Mm -hmm. They're dating her. How dare he? And you just create this like entire story in your head that's may or may not be, be true. Um, you know, I had one of my girlfriends was going through a breakup and she was stalking Venmo of all places. And she (laughs) saw that I've actually heard that before. No, I'm like, I tell you, I'm like, Venmo is, you got to watch Venmo. (laughs) 
Um, but she saw that her ex paid some girl for something. She created this entire story in her head and he went and got a freaking haircut. Like she, so, but she created this whole thing in her head for nothing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's a lose-lose situation. If you yeah. see that they're happy, you're going to be sad. If you see they're sad, you're going to want to reach out to them and console them and, you know, be like, if you're so sad, why'd you break up with me? So you're just never going to, you're never going to find anything good basically. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's very important. And then I think, you know, the last thing is just not jumping in. It, so there's kind of two things not jumping into something new right away. That's, that's very important. It's a temporary fix, but your breakup pain is still waiting for you when Mm -hmm. it's over. And that's just how it goes. And then the next thing is not isolating, which this year makes obviously makes that a lot harder, but not isolating. That's really, really important. And I don't even care if that's like, you're texting a couple friends throughout the day, but you know, just sitting by yourself, not talking to anyone. That's a big no, no after a breakup. Yeah. Yeah. Cause going through that alone, like you're in your head, like what you were saying, like you're literally playing out every, like, what if I would have said this? I think it was in one of your last posts that said, um, that what sometimes we replay the situation and think, cause you were giving an example of something that you spoke up about, about not being invited to a wedding. I think that yeah. was what it was. And, yeah. um, you were saying something that I was like, wow, that's so true. Like, we really think that like, what if I wouldn't have spoken up and like, maybe we would have been together still, maybe things would be okay. Now, like we play out all these situations, but if it was going to end, it was going to end one way or another. Meaning like, if it wasn't that conversation, if something else would have triggered that, then it would have been another conversation that maybe could have led. So it's not that this, that one thing that you said, or if you wouldn't have showed up that one day, like, you know, all those things kind of come up to surface when you're going through a breakup, but when you're going through it, you kind of feel like you're looking for every scenario or why did I see the red flags? Like, why didn't I see the warning signs? You know? So I have found myself there multiple times. Yeah. I call them the could have, the could have, like the could haves and should haves. Like we, we obsess on that and it makes sense. Breakups are most of the time we don't really see them coming even. And even if we do, it's still a very big shock to the system. And it's still something that with every ounce of our being, we want to reject. We don't want it to happen. We want it to go back to how it was the day before the week before whatever that is. So our brains will start rationalizing why it happened, how it can be fixed. Well, well, if this just was fixed, then we could be together or whatever, whatever that the case may be with that. But it, it, we do, we get into this crazy obsession and two, like we, a lot of times we jump to blame ourselves for a lot, like what you said and, and whether that's, why didn't I see the red flags? How could I be so stupid? Da, 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 da. or like I was too needy. I was enough. I wasn't enough. I should have done this. I should have done that. So it's, we're really quick to, to blame ourselves. And I think the reason we do that is because we feel like we can actually change ourselves. We can't, we can't change the other person. So if we can change ourselves, then maybe we can make it work or maybe we can get back together. When at the end of the day, it's like, no, it just wasn't meant to be. And I tell like when people get obsessed on the could haves and should haves, I just tell them like, if you were supposed to be with your ex, you will be, I don't care. I don't care if you break up. I don't care if you move States. Like if you're supposed to be with someone, you're going to be with them. So like 
take all this pressure off of you and just remember like that's the case. Like if you're meant to be with someone, you're going to be with them. If you're not, you're not. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Like you don't have yeah. to force to go back or beg. I know during breakups, we do some stuff that we look back like, did I really, did I really yeah. <laughs> do that? Like if it's either beg for them, show up somewhere to see something or like stalk. I've heard how you said it's, it's rough. I've heard everything <laughs> under the sun. Whenever a coaching client will be like, I'm so embarrassed I did that. I'll be like, I honestly guarantee it's not something that I haven't already heard. Like we, you know, it, it drives What's us What's the worst do... thing that you've heard? Just for, <laughs> just oh, for, some, for someone that maybe feels like, no, my story is rough. Well, I, I've heard, like, I've had, there's services that, like, basically will, like, anonymously send someone, like, a box of glitter or, like, like, I've heard a lot of people do mm-hmm. that where they'll, like, anonymously send their ex, like, a bag full of glitter so it, like, gets everywhere. Um, yeah, like, in the car. See- I saw that. That they like yes. glitter all over the car. Yeah. So like sending stuff like that. I mean, I've heard of people who will um, go like look at like their ex's like company's work schedule to see mm-hmm. when they're working so they can like show up at their work. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, which like I, especially when I was drinking, like I was this person that like was drunk and called my ex like 15 times in a row because- they don't answer the first three times. Like, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to make you 15. answer. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll answer the 15th time. So I've, I've definitely done, I've done that before. Uh, so yeah, I've definitely, you know, it's, it's so important that I tell people like all the stuff you're feeling is so normal. You know, I got a message from a woman yesterday and she's like, I honestly like, wish like I want my ex to be miserable and I feel so bad that I feel that and I'm like she's like why do I feel that way I said because you're human I think we've all Mm -hmm. had that thought of like we don't want like yeah it'd be great if we could walk away from an ex be like wish you the best just want you to be happy but that's never what we think it's like Mm -mm. I want to find someone before they do I hope the next person that they're with is awful I hope, you know, they lose their job. I hope, you know, I, we hope like the craziest things in our heads Mm -hmm. and it's normal. It's like not anything to be ashamed about. So that's always been a big thing that I've wanted to do on my platform is to normalize feelings and, and like, like remind people that we're human breakups Mm -hmm. hurt and hurt leads us to do some wild things sometimes. Yeah. It's like have grace with yourself because those yes. painful things can lead us down a way. And it's like, but at the end of the day, like I feel in my opinion, like it's like the full circle. Like you don't want to leave people, like you rather leave people better than they came in. So if you were a blessing to that person's life and they're doing good, your good is coming. Like you're going to be okay in your own area. Like you can't compare that you know, or maybe their downfall is yet to come. Who even knows? Yeah, no. And that's so true. And that's a very common question I get is people will say that, how could their ex have moved on so quickly? And that, yeah, of course, that's really painful. I think that's our biggest fear after going through a breakup is having to see our ex with someone else. That's why not following them on social media is such a good idea because Mm -hmm. 
you don't just, you don't want to see that. I don't care. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care how long it's been. When you see your ex with someone new, it stings just Mm -hmm. no matter what. So, but I tell people, it's like, you never actually know what's going on. You know, your ex could be someone that can't be alone. Your ex could be someone that doesn't know how to deal with pain. So they just have to be with someone new. It's like, you just, we just never know the situation. And even if you are looking on social media and you see your ex is like out and so happy, that might not be what it actually is. Like we don't post pictures of ourselves crying on mm-hmm. social media. That's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. So, so keeping that in mind, like everyone, and I tell people like everyone deals with breakups differently. We all deal with them in our own ways and you really can't like judge how someone else is doing it necessarily. And to you, like, even if your ex looks happy, we're all really quick to make that mean that we never meant anything to them, which is just so not, so not true. Like anything your ex does after your relationship is over doesn't invalidate the fact that you had a relationship with them and doesn't invalidate the fact that they cared about you and, and loved you and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we like try to court, put it all together that that means that, but that's like our own, like kind of that normal feeling of feeling vulnerable of like trying to compare the situation. And I always say Instagram is a highlight reel. So you're always going to see the best parts of someone's life on there. So it's true. You, they might have a terrible relationship, but they're posting like, if it's all great, um, you know, but that's someone's always biggest fear is that they're going to be better for someone else. They're going to, you know, get with someone else. And that might not always yeah. be the case. They might continuously do that to someone else in the future I wanted to ask about being friends with your ex how about if your friend your ex wants to be friends or maybe they think it's dramatic that you're blocking them if you have a big history can you talk a little bit about that yeah as I said earlier I I just don't believe it's helpful I actually don't think it's helpful to either party to be honest Mm -hmm. but And I can't make assumptions for people's situations, but from what I have seen, this is why people want to be friends with the person that they just broke up with. It's either that they don't want to seem like a total bad guy and don't want, they like think that saying they want to be friends is like a, you know, like reaching out a hand and being like, I'm not a total bad guy. We can still be friends. So that's one The other is that they really like the companionship and they like the friendship, but they just don't want to be responsible for a relationship. So that's like not a great case either. And I think if you're someone that got broken up with, most of the time you want to be friends with your ex because you just don't want to have to deal with their complete absence. You'd rather have a little bit of them than none of them at all. Um, You also think that if you can be friends with them and still be in their lives that you can like kind of weasel your way back into being in a relationship with them. And you think that if you're around, they're less likely to date other people. So basically what I'm saying is like, none of them are like actual great reasons to be friends with an ex. It's either you are you know, getting something less than you deserve, which is like just having to be a companion to someone you're in love with while they say they don't want a relationship. Um, Or it's because you're avoiding the inevitable of, um, of having to completely let go of the person. And then to answer the question of like, 
you know, if I got broken up with and my ex wanted to be friends and I said, no, I'm not going to be friends with you. And they tell me that I'm being dramatic. Uh, that's their thing. They like, they're getting defensive. Their ego is hurt in some way and they don't, and they don't want to feel like a bad guy. So in turn, they make you the bad guy basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like never a reason to, to not walk away. And honestly, I'd say that like, if someone really wanted to be a good friend to you and you expressed like, Hey, I can't be friends with you because it hurts me too much. If they were a true friend, they would respect that. And they would say, I see, I can totally see that. Take all the time you need. I'd love to be friends with you in the future. That would be what a real friend would say rather than you're being dramatic. You're being crazy. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's so true. And so good because if they really were watching out for you, it wouldn't be a selfish thing. They would want the best for you. So they would say, I love you. I care about you, but I know how it's going to hurt you and how you're communicating, how it makes you feel. I'm going to respect that and leave you alone because I know multiple people that have told their ex like never contact me again. And then they like find a way to reach out to them because of like how you said the, I think it's more the ego, like, because you don't want to be the one that gets rejected. Like, it's like, wait, I broke up with you, but then don't block me because that's not fair. And it's like, what? Like I can do whatever I need to do to heal or that process, or they also don't want you to move on. So then they like keep you around to play a lot of games. Yeah. A lot of it's a power thing too. They like still kind of want to feel like they have power. Like they want to know that like, if they reached out to you, you would respond. Or like, if they said like, Hey, do you want to come over? You would say yes. You know, like Mm -hmm. that, you know, that feeds their, it's all ego that feeds their ego and they want to still have like some kind of power. So, but that's a big thing when going through a breakup is we already feel powerless. When you get dumped, it feels very powerless. So any way that you can hang on to your own power is great. And anytime that you can like empower yourself by setting boundaries and saying, no, I don't want to be friends with you. That's all going to really lend itself to your healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause you're actually like doing that more for yourself. It's like really all that energy that you focused on them. It's like, now you're using it on you to help yourself and heal for yourself. It's like, maybe someone might not understand. And maybe like how you said, maybe if that person's supposed to be in your life in the future, they will. But in that moment, you still need to heal regardless because whatever hurt you was difficult and you know, you're hurting at the moment. So like you need to get through that. And then the future, we will worry about that when we get there, you know, instead of trying to like, not want to leave the person because you're like, wait, but like, what if in the future, you know, I feel like we end up lingering long-term there. Exactly. And I tell people six months from now, do you want to be in the exact same position you are now because you're waiting around? Or would you rather like have invested the last six months into yourself? I also tell people there's no harm in healing. It's not going to hurt you at all. And if you're afraid that by healing, you're not going to want your ex anymore, probably shouldn't have your ex anymore. Like if, if you taking care of yourself makes you see that that's not a good person for you, it's not a good person for you. So Mm. that's always how I look at it because I do see a lot of people waiting around for years. Honestly, I've seen people wait around for years for their ex to change and come back and it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, 
um, you also feel like if they don't come back, then that again is on you. It's like, but what about if you actually get to choose that if they come back, you can decide that you don't want them or you do. Like if you turn it instead of focusing so much on if they're going to come back or they're going to choose me. Um, And I feel like a lot of women do that. Again, I'm not a a man, so I don't know fully what happens during the breakup. I think in my opinion, maybe we can talk about it real quick, but I think that they do process hurt just a little different, but they do go through their own pain, right? So for all the ladies that think that like your ex is having a wonderful life, (laughs) they still are suffering in their own way, right? Yeah. No, if people could see the the DMs that I get from men, they would be, I think they would be very surprised because they do, they do struggle. They struggle in their own way. I do. I think it's true. I, and I swear I found some research study on it, but I swear it's true in the fact that men do process pain later than women. Mm-hmm. So that's why maybe right after the breakup, they see pretty seem pretty unfazed and then it hits them later on. So I think that's true just, you know, from what I see, but no, men definitely do really, really struggle after, after breakups. It just looks differently. And I've, you know, I've had a lot of men message me and, and tell me that it really sucks because they feel like they can't struggle. They feel like they need to man up and go date around and do that mm-hmm. stuff. And they're like, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm hurting. And so I always tell people like, keep that in mind too, is, you know, men are kind of put under this like societal thing where they, they can't express their pain, uh, but it is there. Mm. Wow. I guess they're not all the same. No, they're <laughs> not. Know, they're definitely think, not. <laughs> we always think they're going to go and date someone else. It's like, maybe they're just really crying at night. Like who even knows? Yeah. We honestly have no idea. And that's why it's so important to just focus on yourself mm-hmm. after a breakup. Because if we try to, if you try to like decode what your ex is thinking or doing, you're always going to when we have this like blank space in our head of not knowing why someone did something, we're going to create a story because it's a blank. It's like this blank unknown that we have. And typically we're going to create not a great story. We're not going to be like, Oh, I bet they're going to therapy and healing and, you know, doing all this stuff. That's not what we're going to say. They're out with another girl. That's what we're going to create in our head. So just know that like when you have an unknown, it's going to create like a really painful story. So, mm-hmm. but it's not true. It's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. That's just like our, our worst fears that we, yeah. that we start dreaming about, or like we wake up and we're like, I had a dream about him with someone else. So that means that he's dating someone else. It's like, we make all those things that might not be true. So, so um, Kendra, what's the last piece of advice that you might want to give someone that's going through a breakup that is in either that beginning stage that is painful what advice do you have for her I think the biggest piece of advice and I I always end my podcast with this is just reminding people that it's gonna pass I know when you're in the thick of a breakup it feels it feels completely overwhelming and it also feels like it's never gonna end it feels like I'm gonna feel this way forever I'm never gonna find someone I'm never gonna find true love I'm never gonna be over my ex and just none of that is is true it it always passes and I I also tell people, even though it probably doesn't, it doesn't register right in the beginning, but time and time again in my own life. And now that I get to work with so many 
other women, I see that all of these times end up being a huge blessing in disguise in one way or another, whether that's, you know, a few months from now you realize, thank God I didn't marry that person. That was not my person. Or you discover these new things about yourself because of the fact that you really dug into the healing and working on yourself. And the last thing I'll say is I truly believe that breakups are this really beautiful opportunity that we get as human beings, as much as we don't want to admit it, our highest motivator, I think is pain. And we get very few opportunities in life where we're in so much pain that we're actually motivated to work on ourselves and, and do some of the hard work and the digging and breakups are, are one of those times. So it's this awesome opportunity to get to know yourself again, figure out what you like, what you don't like, what kind of partner do you want to have in the future? So make sure you're also looking at it in that way too. Mm-hmm. It's like, let the breakup like help you heal and help you become the best version of yourself versus break you, you know, to the other extent. So I love that. And I love what you do, honestly, like every time that I have experienced a breakup, it's like every thought that I've had, like you talk about it. <laughs> like It's like the <laughs> reminder of like, don't text your ex. Like before yeah. you text your ex, look at this. <laughs> like, you know, you, you talk about all those important things and like make people feel like they're not alone. Even if they don't have a friend, like physically, you're like a virtual best friend. Like, you know, you're yes. like the virtual like cheerleader. That's like, we're going to get through this. Let's talk about it. So where can people find you on social media and your podcast? Yeah. So the easiest way to connect with me is, uh, at my Instagram, which is at your breakup bestie. And I'm usually really good with DM. So you can connect with me on there. And my podcast is heal your heartbreak. You can search it iTunes, um, Spotify and Google podcasts. And then all of my courses and all my offerings and coaching information is on my website at breakupbestie.com. Awesome. So check her out. If you're going through a breakup or if you know someone going through a breakup, send this podcast to them because I know that sometimes it might be that day that they need to hear that encouragement, like this encouragement that we talked about today. So make sure to share with someone and thank you so much again, Kendra, for being a part of Beauty Marks podcast. Thank you so much for having me. As always, thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, make sure to share it with a friend, subscribe to this podcast, and follow me at Elizabeth Savvy. I'll be posting some cool content over there. And then remember that this week is the week of love and friendship. So make sure to celebrate with those that are around you, you know, that you care about, even reminding your friends, thank you so much for being there for me through my breakups or um, being there for someone else. So I hope you have a great week and I will see you guys in the next episode.